0: Welcome to the Food Freedom Fertility Podcast. Here, we discuss the challenging, rewarding, and life-changing process of recovering your period and finding freedom with food and exercise. Whether you're hoping to regain your cycle to get your health back on track, or you're ready to become a mama, this podcast is for you. While the recovery process isn't always rainbows and butterflies, it's my hope to bring you both information and inspiration during your own recovery journey. I'm your host, Registered dietitian and fellow HA woman, Lindsay Lesson. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Food Freedom Fertility Podcast, HA Recovery and Beyond. I am so excited to bring on today's guest, um, my husband, Kyle Lesson. So Kyle is from Austin, Texas, and he played college baseball for the University of Texas for four years. After hanging up his cleats, Kyle moved to Dallas to take his first job out of college, where he met his now wife, Lindsay, which is me. Um, we have been together for 10 years, married for six, so we now live in Waco, Texas with our two toddlers and three dogs. So two things that I hear from clients often when they're going through the recovery process of trying to get their period back and they're having to deal with some really unwanted weight gain, is they say my partner just doesn't understand. And then the other hesitation that I hear is that, will my partner find me attractive after I gain weight, which is a very real fear. And I thought it might be helpful today to just kind of have a male perspective on recovery, let Kyle kind of share his experience, um, what it was like watching me battle disordered eating and infertility and then also kind of share a little bit about how our relationship has changed for the better um, as a result. So um, without any further ado, welcome Kyle. Thank you, Lindsay,
1: for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to record with you. Big supporter, supporter number (laughs) one right here. He is, truly, and I, I can't think of anyone better to bring on the podcast to talk about how to support someone through recovery because I think you were just such a vital part of my recovery and also just helping me improve my relationship with food in general. So Kyle's going to have some great tips for you. So I always like to do a little icebreaker when I bring on guests. So we're just going to go through a couple of this or that questions. Um, I feel like I know the answer to this, but you might surprise me. What would you say your dream vacation is mountains or beach?
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I would probably say beach. I love, uh, hanging out at the beach and getting the toes in the sand, the water, I'm a big fisherman, So, um, yeah, beach is probably my preference, although I do love mountains, love fly fishing, so it's a really hard decision.
0: I thought that's where you were going to go with that, but ironically enough, the last vacation that we took was mountains and beach. We did we went to St. Lucia, and there was there were beaches, and there was also mountain terrain, so I think we had kind of the best of both Yeah, that was that a bunch vacation. of a big vacations. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, when it comes to peanut butter, are you a smooth or crunchy guy?
1: Um, I'm really both. I kind of rotate between the two. Um, just depends on how I feel when I go to the grocery store. You know, I'll pick up the crunchy one day and smooth the other. It just kind of depends.
0: I feel like we see more smooth in our house, but um, you've definitely introduced me to crunchy peanut butter and, and kind of turned me, so I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I don't discriminate when it comes to nut butter. You
1: shouldn't.
0: Yeah. All right, <laughs> what about dogs or cats?
1: Well, considering that you introduced our family of having three dogs, uh, I think it's safe to say I'm a dog guy. I, I love cats. we had cats growing up, but... Um, I've always had a special place for dogs in my heart, and uh, despite Lindsay's efforts, I continue to grow more dogs in her backyard than she likes, so it's a it's a consistent uh, point of contention in our family.
0: It's, uh, it's not that I don't like the dogs, it's that when you have two other kids and you have three dogs, it's like you have a family of five, so. Yeah, but, they kind of self-manage themselves. But you're, you're an animal lover, so I get it. I knew, I knew that that was going to be, um, I knew you could probably actually say both on that question. All right. Last one. When you unload the dishwasher and you're putting cups in the cupboard, do they go right side up? Like where the cup, you could like pour something in the cup or do they go like cup side down?
1: Never really thought about it. But if I had to guess, <clears throat> I would say I'd probably put them, probably put them up, uh, upside down.
0: So I put them cup side down also. And I always grew up. My dad... Said, you know, you don't want to put them cup side up because what if like a bug or something could crawl in there? Which that's what
1: I that's when my first instinct is. like, I don't want something crawling. In I there. mean,
0: ideally, I would like to think there aren't bugs in our house, but but okay, we're on the same page about that. So good news. All right, let's jump into some questions. Kyle, can you explain a little bit about what it kind of felt like for you watching me struggle? And you know, we've been together for 10 years, so you know, four or five of that was me being very regimented with like food and exercise, having a lot of food roles and just being really high, strong, lots of anxiety. What, you know, what was it like to be with somebody who's living that lifestyle?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's strange because, you know, when we first met really didn't think twice about it. I just assumed that was just, you know, she is a dietitian. She eats healthy exercises, you know, seems about right path of what, um, what you can expect from a nutritionist or dietitian. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that it wasn't until later on dating that I kind of noticed that this trend was just so consistent, and yeah, you're right, like the, the high stress anxiety that, that came with it, um, I guess I really didn't truly really realize what you were struggling with, and it wouldn't didn't really come to light um, about your previous struggles because, you know, your, um, your real struggles with an eating disorder kind of occurred before we met, and I think you were just about wrapping up uh, therapy for that uh, before we met, and so... Um, I didn't really know that side of you, didn't know really about that until a few years after we'd met. So just kind of slowly understanding that. And I just, you know, I recall times when we first started dating where I would just pick up the phone and wanted to give you a call and just see how you're doing, if I was, you know, traveling on the road or something. And uh, you were frustrated with me because uh, I was taking up some time of you to do workout or you were cooking something. And, yeah, it's just it was very regimen, very high stress Um, looking back now. and, uh, And it's easy to say that this was definitely... Uh, the root cause of it was just the, uh, the lifestyle of, uh, of the workout regimens and the dieting. know behind it
0: all yeah it's funny i i remember a lot of those instances too and and i think that a lot of listeners can relate is that your exercise becomes the most important thing in the world to you and so when something interrupts that you become irritable you become anxious you become resentful and so that was definitely hard and i think honestly the food stuff um probably didn't come so much to the surface until we were married because we we weren't living together you know during the time that we were dating and so Yeah, I think it was easier for me to keep kind of like some of my disordered habits hidden. But it was like once we were married, we were sharing food and like there were foods that you wanted to keep in the house that I didn't want to keep in the house. And I always wanted to cook like lots of the same meals. And so I definitely think there were dynamics that probably became more of an issue like the further we got into our relationship especially once we were married would you agree yeah yeah just a, yeah. once we
1: got married it was just a lot of boring meals um and I remember being <laughs> frustrated like hey why can't we just cook this and you know it was just it was always uh, a bunch of vegetables and maybe an egg on top or something ridiculous and it just like you know for me it just you know wasn't enough and so yeah it's just one of those things where yeah it really didn't come more to light until we were really living together but you know you kind of saw signs of it you know we would um, be out with friends or go to dinner on a date night and she was very selective m- mainly salads right it was there was hardly ever a, a full full course meal or and uh, and so yeah you, you look back and you see that and, and it kind of makes more sense
0: yeah yeah and I, I just remember so much stress around date nights and things and the pressure that I would put on these date nights because this might be my only you know quote cheat meal for the week and so if what i got wasn't good or if like You know the situation wasn't perfect. It would definitely send me into a spiral, and I think that that ruined some of our date nights.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can recall incidences where it just was, it was not fun. So yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: So I share all that just because you guys know, hopefully, where I've been, and if that's where you are now, I want you guys to know that you're not alone. um You know, when you're going through H. T. Recovery, it's also pretty common to feel like nobody understands, which is fair. Kyle, do you think it's hard for guys in general to understand um, hypothalamic amenorrhea, of course, HA. Um, you know, what, what has helped you the most to kind of learn a little bit more and, as best you can, kind of understand what was going on with me mentally and physically during um, the time I was recovering?
1: Yeah, I, I think it is hard for guys to understand. I think it's, um, I think it's new, even hard for even women mm-hmm. to understand, you know, it's something that's so new. Uh, that, that you know, took a lot of time for you to kind of discover and, and find out what it really was. Um, yeah, but for guys, you know, we obviously uh, not to say we're free of it, but, you know, I know I struggled with a, a slight case of just body uh, image issues, you know, uh, in college and trying to be a specific weight to perform my best and um, and you know, just wanted to look a certain way, right? Um, but I think it's just you guys have realized it's on a whole other level for women, uh, a lot of it because of social media and, and what we see um, on on the TV. And so it's just one of those things where uh, very different mindsets, and I do think it's difficult for men to understand. Uh, what's helped me kind of learn and understand what's going on with you mentally and physically was, I guess, just um, walking through the process and getting more involved when we started to get more serious about, um, about wanting to start a family, right? And so the thing that we kept on hearing from uh, your doctors were that, you know, you're a healthy weight, everything's fine. Um, you know, we're just we're just gonna have to go through uh, fertility treatment, right? And so I think that was something that we were pretty much set on doing, but you know, you noticed you just felt like something was wrong. And I remember you digging into the book, No Period Now What, and kind of being excited to explain, like show me what you learned in these chapters. Uh and that kind of sort of shed more light to me, okay, like well maybe this is a real thing. Maybe it's not something that you're just kind of going down a rabbit hole for. Um, and, you know, it really, you know, really obviously took, you know, precedent whenever we um, saw you kind of fully commit to this idea of recovering from HA um, and that process of seeing you actually starting to try out new foods and, and uh, foods that you've kind of held yourself back from for so long. Um, I noticed a, less, a lot less uh, stress level coming from you uh, on a daily basis. There was not as much exercise regimen. Um, And so you definitely saw just a happier version of you during that process. um, But at the same time also saw you struggling because it was something that you were so not used to and didn't know how your body was going to react and didn't really necessarily, you know, like the way you looked and had bad days. And and so it was definitely a, a learning curve for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think on the one hand, there are always like such positives of recovery and like having more freedom with food and being more relaxed around things and like, you know, thinking, having the hope that like, maybe we don't have to do fertility treatment. Like maybe, you know, maybe this has been the missing piece all along, but definitely there's, you know, very real struggles and just this really hard back and forth of like, is this right? Can I trust this? My doctor's telling me something different. My body's changing. This is uncomfortable. Um, What would you say, Kyle, you know, just to, to keep it light here for a second, what was your favorite part of the recovery process?
1: Uh, I mean, for me, the recovery process, you know, really began for us when we had uh, had our trip to Italy. Um, you know, that was something that we, neither of us had done, never been out of the country. And we kind of decided we want to do this trip and just happened to align with the time frame that Lindsay decided that she was going to kind of go full on in. And I got to see that, you know, really transpire in Italy where she just literally just let herself go eat pizza every day, wine and indulge in, uh, in gelato I and mean, we went to like every gelato store I felt like and it was just it was so freeing because it was a Lindsay that I'd never seen before right it, it wasn't the salads every every dinner with a glass of water lemon um, you know it was we were really having a great time just enjoying it and and kind of freeing herself from um, uh, from that that those food restrictions and those uh, those exercise regimens that she was so uh, clung, uh, you know clung hard onto um, back in the past
0: yeah, and I think that, I mean, definitely that was one of our probably best vacations, probably because, you know, it wasn't about how am I going to fit in a workout. It wasn't about, you know, where where can we seek out the healthy options. We were really able to kind of like go with the flow and like, you know, try, try like culturally different foods, like things that I wouldn't have done in the past. And so, yeah, definitely a highlight for me too. What was the hardest part for you? Um,
1: I think the hardest part was just obviously seeing you struggle with, um, with your, your past, uh, issues with body image and just being upset about how your body looked and felt and, um, and really kind of not knowing if you trusted the process and if you really wanted to follow through with it because of the way it made you feel. Um, and it just, it's hard to see your wife like that, right? You, you hate to see your wife, um, struggling in tears over a situation like that. Um, and obviously after the, you know, I think the first month or so of trying, um, you know, we were unsuccessful, um, and I think you just kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself to, that it would just magically happen overnight and happen the first time. And so, uh, you know, just just seeing that that disappointment, that struggle during the recovery period is obviously very difficult for a husband.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, you know, our, our, our infertility journey, as, as we can reflect back, was relatively short, like, you know, four months, maybe four or five months. And um, but we felt the weight of that, you know, the... The, the hope that, you know, now that I have my cycle back, um, we should be able to make a baby. And then, you know, your period comes and what's supposed to be such an exciting event, um, you getting your period back then becomes something you dread because it means, it means that you're not pregnant. So I think that, you know, the, the infertility part is, is felt on both ends. Um, do you think that you, before I started recovery, do you think that you realized how much I was struggling with body image?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think I, I probably noticed it. You know, again, once we once we were married, um, you know, even probably before that, uh, when that came to light about your uh, your you know um, health issues that you'd had before, been into therapy before with your eating disorder. Um, and I think it, you know me just coming more to light of just women in general having these body body image issues and, and learning more about it as more of that sort of coming to light and people are starting to address the issue. Um, you start realizing and looking at your wife and realizing that's her right, um, and it's most women out there unfortunately. And so, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, it's tough to see once you finally kind of it clicks. And um, yeah, it's you know it's one thing that you know you you wish you can kind of allow your wife to see herself in your eyes and it's harder to do that than you know what you believe
0: so. yeah yeah well and, and you know like for myself and so many of the clients that i work with when you're coming from a history of, of having an eating disorder or maybe a really long string of having disordered eating and body image issues it's definitely not something you can just shake, shake someone out of. And it's not, you know, something, it it requires healing. It's not something that's going to just reverse overnight. But, um, you know, for, for, I'm hoping, you know, if, if you guys are listening that you'll, you'll bring your partner around, you know, whether that's, um, a spouse, a, a boyfriend, um, you know, family member, a friend. Um, and, and, and I hope that, you know, People are listening to this. Kyle, what would be your advice to someone who wants to better support their partner during period recovery? What would be maybe three things that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, um, one thing that uh, I would do, kind of unintentionally at first, but then I, it was more intentional, is if you knew my wife, Lindsay, if she did the grocery shopping, you were pretty much going to starve. So, um, <laughs> I just eventually started going to the grocery store and I would just go get stuff for myself. I'm like, I, I, I can't do this with this, you know, nut butter stuff. I need Jeff peanut butter. I need to have Oreos. I need to have ice cream You know, all the good stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I started noticing that th- some of these, you know, foods I was bringing home were slowly disappearing and it wasn't for my doing. And it was Lindsay. She was digging into them. Right. And, um, and I think just, you know, providing that atmosphere, right. You know, bring food home that maybe your wife isn't comfortable, you know, getting herself like Lindsay wouldn't see herself in a store buying those type of things because of her mindset from a previous life. And so she just uh, um, would ignore them and, you know, it it kind of allows an easy way into uh, opening their their mind and heart up up to foods that, you know, that will help them with that recovery period and help get them back to a healthy weight. Um, I think that's one step that is very easy to do uh, and it's kind of, you know, pretty uninvasive right i mean i don't think you thought i was intentionally doing any of that no but. i
0: mean that's so true i would have never bought those foods for myself but if they found their way into my house i you know might be likely to try them especially you know during during the time that i was i was working on expanding my diet improving my relationship with food and giving my body more energy more calories so yes that was definitely helpful
1: yeah and i uh i guess the second thing that i would recommend and you know this is you know everybody can take this a different way, but essentially sometimes just breaking up your routine and going on, like in our case, we went to Italy, right? That was a, that was a big change of a routine. It really helped you kind of adjust to the new idea of, of letting loose of your, your uh, food restrictions um, and exercise routines, but like just just a weekend getaway, right? It can be just out of town and go somewhere new where, you know, maybe there's not a gym easily accessible and there's, uh, you know, a lot of good dinner and food options available that you can, you know, take or to and and try out just something to kind of break up the routine because that was Lindsay's biggest. And she's such a routine person, like so schedule oriented that, you know, uh, just breaking it up for a little bit just really made a huge difference.
0: I am scheduled, and it's so funny you bring that up about, you know, getting away, even if it's a weekend, getaway. Get away. I was even thinking that, like, you know, that was a really important part of you know, our, our recovery journey was, you know, getting out of, you know, the routine and the environment that, um, felt comfortable. So getting out of our comfort zone, but doing it in a, a way that it was fun. I was almost thinking about like, that should be part of like my method is, you know, if, you, if you've got a, a little bit of extra money to spare doing, doing a vacation, or, you know, even if it's like, you know, 24 hours away, go get a hotel, staycation, something like that, I think is super fun to do during recovery.
1: Yeah. And, and um, also on that note, just, you know, I understand like a lot of, um, husbands and, uh, and men out there that are very not, this is not me. Lindsay will vouch for this, but very exercise regimen. Uh, you know, it might be helpful just to kind of slow down, right. And, and kind of pace yourself and not be going to the gym all the time where your wife can't go or, you know, just kind of being supportive in that sense. Right. I know it might not be ideal, but you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna do a lot of wonders for her. Um, because you're not going to create that stress of like, well, my husband's going to work out and I need to be working out, you know, type situation.
0: No, that's that's so helpful because you know, I, have definitely worked with clients where they work out with their partner. And so if that's something that's like your thing, um, and now it's not your thing, you know, speaking with your partner about ways that you guys can both modify, you know, if you guys like to cycle or you like to run together, can you just go for a walk? Can you go for a leisurely hike? Um, or, you know, taking it down a notch, taking more rest days with your partner. I think that that's so supportive and so helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, uh, I guess last piece of advice I would, I would recommend is just, you know, just constantly complimenting your wife right she's going to be going through this this struggle and it's something that uh, us men really don't know how to comprehend a lot of times but um i mean just tell her you know how beautiful she is every day and just and compliment her um her you know not just her looks but just you know um her overall nature and how she's you know been uh you know how intellectual she she is talk compliment you know how smart and uh How funny she is and just little things you can do to kind of boost her confidence, right? Because this is going to be a a really big trial for her going through this new process of eating foods and and not liking the way she might look in the mirror and and just any way you can best support her by just building that confidence up in her uh, is going to go a long, long way.
0: I think that's huge because so many people going through this process are have built such an identity around their bodies and the way that they look and so when you're going through recovery it can feel in a very real way like you're losing that body you're losing that identity and so that was definitely helpful for me kyle during recovery to hear you compliment especially things that didn't have to do with my body because you know, my body's changing, my, you know, we were preparing to get pregnant, I was going to, you know, change even more. And so just recognizing that you weren't just attracted to me because of the way that I looked, like hearing, you know, other things that you appreciated about me, I think that was so helpful for me. So that's a great one, a great tip. Um, you know, so often I hear from clients that they get scared about the weight gain and they fear that their partner is not going to be attracted to them if they gain weight. Can you share, like, kind of a male perspective on what you would say back to someone, you know, being concerned about that?
1: Yeah, I think, again, this is just a lie that uh, is told to women, um, you know, just the, the, the whole body image issue, and that you have to look this certain way for a guy to find you attractive and to find a man. And um, I, I can be completely honest here. Uh, when Lindsay was going through her uh, period of just trying to... Um, of, uh, change her, her routines and her, her eating habits and trying to recover from HA, um, yeah, she, she would put on a little weight and I absolutely thought she looked much better, right? I like thought she looked more beautiful, um, than she'd ever had before. I, I just, it, naturally I was very much more attracted to her. It is, uh, I can't explain it, but I really was more attractive to her. Um, in that sense, and uh, you know, and wasn't just me from my point of view as well. I remember her dad specifically uh, pulling her aside and saying, "Wow, you look really good, Lindsay. Like, I like, I like this look on you." Right? I think that meant a lot to her as well, uh, hearing that. But so, I, I think that just breaking that viewpoint that you know you have to look a certain way to be attractive, breaking that barrier is is uh, easier than you think because um, you'll, you'll find that the real the real people out there that, that love you they'll they'll find you more attractive.
0: Yeah, I I don't actually think I've heard from a single client that anyone's partner or husband, you know, found them less attractive. And most often I, I hear, like, kind of what you're alluding to is that, you know, through recovery, you become even more attractive. And that can be hard, you know, to wrap your head around because we have such high expectations for ourselves but more often than not, we're also our own worst critics. So... I, I think, you know, we, we can, I think that we can both agree that um, men probably also notice the weight gain a lot less than we do, right? Like, um, you know, I, I don't think while my body changed a considerable amount necessary, um, which was necessary, I, I don't know how much, like, you even really noticed.
1: Yeah, there's, I think there's, again, mis- misconception of you know, how you might view your own body compared to others. Like you're always going to be your biggest critic, and I don't think it's as noticeable, right, for the for the husband or a friend or a family member to really kind of notice that, unless they haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're seeing this person every day. Uh, I mean, it, it's really, you know, one of those things, again, that you're, it's just a misconception that, you know, you have to look a certain way, um, you have to fit this mold, and it's uh, really not the reality for from other people's point of view
0: yeah yeah um you know keeping this as pg-13 as possible you know i know another thing too about recovery that um really changed um in our relationship was intimacy um and being you know like more likely to want to be intimate and of course you have to want to be intimate to um ha- make a baby and i know that that's something who women who are struggling with, um, period loss with H. A. and low hormones is that their sex drive is just shot. Would you say that that's something that prior to recovery impacted our relationship in a negative way? And how do you feel like that's changed, you know, since me (laughs) having a more regular cycle of being two kids in anything, any thoughts? there? Yeah,
1: no, I I just, you know, when we first got married, obviously, um, the intimacy was, you know, it, it was new and it was, um, um, it was great but as, as we developed our relationship you know I just remember thinking like oh I guess it is just how it's gonna be right this is just who she is um, you know uh, you know men and women have different sex drives right that's kind of how I pictured. it like it's just it's very different it's just this is how it is um, but I can honestly say that when you did start going through recovery period I noticed a substantial increase in intimacy um, and this is due to you having normal cycles right I think that's part of like having a healthy body and it was very noticeable
0: I think that's how I thought I was supposed to feel too. And it really wasn't until I got my period back. I remember even on that Italy trip being like, wow, like, is this what, you know, most women feel like, like this, like desire to actually want to, you know, be physical with your partner. And so if that's you today and you're struggling with low libido, sex, low sex drive, and it's a point of contingency, you know, between you and your partner, just know that like, it absolutely doesn't have to be that way for forever. And things can drastically improve with recovery. Well, we are going to wrap for today. I hope that you guys found this helpful. Kyle, is there anything else you would like to share before we wrap up today just in terms of ways to support your partner or um, any other advice you would give, um, particularly to like maybe other men who are just really struggling with understanding what their partner is going through or what they can do to maybe help their partner feel more supported?
1: Yeah, I think just listening um, is going to be a huge uh, step in the process, right? I remember being skeptical about this book and that Lindsay (laughs) discovered and and if this was really right for us because we had doctors telling us you know this is this is how it's going to be and you know you trust your doctors their their expertise and um, and so it was definitely a very skeptic uh, process uh, from my point of view and I think just listening to her and supporting her in it and just seeing how it worked out you know was enough to give us a shot and here we are two kids later right and it's just um, uh, I think that's a huge for um, for men to just be there to be supportive and listen, uh, and again, just, just whatever you can to make her feel comfortable in this transition because we don't fully grasp what these women are going through, uh, unless we listen, right. Unless we uh, ask the right questions and and kind of dig in a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ladies play that back for your, your boyfriend or your husband or your partner (laughs) as much as possible that men need to listen. So Kyle, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your male wisdom with everyone. We hope this episode was helpful and we'll be starting now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you found this episode to be inspiring or helpful, please share on social media and tag me at food.freedom.fertility. Also, don't forget to leave a rating and a review.